When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it Wednesdays here at Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hope you're doing all right. A lot to talk about, a lot to listen to with Matt Rule as he spent time with the media session today and plenty to get into with NIL, quarterback discussion, uh, more NIL running backs on to year two. So we'll hear from Coach Rule. We'll check in with Mike Babcock from Hale Varsity, get his thoughts. And then uh, more in our two more Nebraska football thoughts. It's weird that the season's over and it's been over for a little bit, but on to the offseason, on to year two, says Coach Rule. Some recruiting updates. You won a big-time battle for Grant Bricks. Uh, kudos to Nebraska football for that. And uh, you have Carlon Jones reopening his recruitment. We'll tackle it all. Evan Bland also going to join us in Hour 2 from the Omaha World Herald. You're welcome to jump in. 489-1240, 489-1240, the number to get in. 800-825-5865. Toll free wherever you hear us across the state on the Hale Varsity Radio Network. Always check us out on the stream. It's uh, it's it's so much fun to see folks new and and uh, consistent folks checking in. Hale Varsity YouTube channel is where you watch that. Elijah, you got your sleeves rolled up. You're ready to go. You had a night of bowling. You apparently had a night at the gym, gym before bowling. Uh, get all swole so you can make those pins crack. All the way around, gym after bowling. Ah. Bowling's the nice warm-up. Ah. And then you sneak that was, in the That gym was session. your, what, two-and-a-half-hour warm-up session was the bowling? It was only about an hour 45. Okay. An hour 45. So. And it was a good nut. I averaged a 187 on the night. Beautiful. Took a lot of points, so that was good. Uh, it was leg day at the gym, there so less good. But you, you were you were there for your team. Oh yeah, I, I I stepped up when it mattered. We're <laughs> we're in second place in the league right now. I'm not sure if that performance was enough to get us over the hump and get us back into first place, but it's a it's a step in the right direction. Uh, and then the dreaded leg day. Uh, well, <laughs> listen, uh, let's start with Grant Bricks before we get into Coach Rule, and we'll we'll dive into the the going rate for quarterbacks and and Matt Rule laid that out between one and two million dollars for what the the portal costs uh, the cost of business are and that that is reality but it just seems astronomical Uh, it's more than some backup quarterbacks are getting in the NFL quite frankly but uh, on to Grant Bricks Nebraska just just never took no and when you look at a guy like Grant Bricks at 6'6", 280, the vicinity was right just across the river 
in Iowa, not far. So vicinity was big for Nebraska on this. And I know Bama had an offer out there for him. But you've got two programs that are just better right now on the field than Nebraska in Oklahoma and Kansas State. Kansas State not far removed from a Big 12 championship. Oklahoma not far removed from a playoff appearance, right? So the Sooners have have been uh, part of the Final Four. Uh, The Sooners have uh, had uh, lots of success on the field despite the whole Lincoln-Riley situation. And Coach Riola, Nebraska, just never said no and kept uh, on the tails here of, of Grant Bricks and won this recruiting battle. And it was just so cool a few weeks ago to see that Husker 18-wheeler there uh, out out front of, of Bricks's high school. <laughs> and then to see it kind of come full circle on social media with Bricks's announcement in the video where he gets in to the equipment uh, 18-wheeler, gives that horn a Big old pole, couple of tugs uh, down in the Haymarket. So uh, A-plus on the video production there. But that's a big win for Nebraska. And you look at this 2024 offensive line class. You've got Bricks. You've got Peters. You've got Pyle, Tamua, Davidson. You've got your five offensive linemen. And if you want to go get more, well, you can look at Portal or you can look at Juco. Uh, you got you still got Big Teddy P., that was able to finish out this year after coming back from injury. And Elijah, you got to be excited about the commitment to develop on the offensive line, and that's where you're going to win football games. Rule was asked about the offensive and defensive line, how they competed. We'll hear that in a minute. But that's where you're going to make your money, uh, not only in the Big Ten, even the new Big Ten, but as Nebraska wants to climb the ladder, that's how they've done it for years. That's why you have all those trophies and championships is because you were better uh, in that war of attrition and you just had dudes. You had NFL dudes and Nebraska made them uh, and made them at a great level for a lot of years. And you had the depth of numbers. So uh, when when you had your pipeline graduate, uh, the guys that were waiting their turn in 95 came in and didn't really miss a beat. It was pretty impressive. I know I hearken back to history, but that's that's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna keep building this thing back to where it needs to be on the field. Yeah, and like you clearly the storylines this offseason are gonna be less about Grant Bricks and Preston to and about the incoming offensive linemen, but Whenever you look at any level of football, the best way to hide inconsistent quarterback play is a strong running and game, off. a strong offensive line. <laughs> oh, guess what? Your, your, your quarterback's got 10 it's, seconds to throw the ball. It makes him two. look a lot better. It's third and two. You hand it off, right? You hand it off. Or, you don't go empty. Or you get to third and two instead of third and six because you hand it off on first down for four yards. You hand it on, on second down for four yards. Now the defense has to think, are they going to hand it off for four yards again? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to run a little play action just – send the tight end out into the flat and pick up an easier two yards that way. What's, what's it going to do? I mean, the best way to hide that inconsistent quarterback play or that subpar quarterback play is the offensive line. Is that a recipe for a college football playoff berth? Is that a recipe for a Big Ten championship? Georgia's pretty good at it. Michigan's pretty good at it when push comes to shove. I know they have, they, they have more than capable. Throw, they, have, they have very good quarterbacks. They don't, they don't have subpar. They have par quarterbacks. Their, their quarterbacks aren't hitting for birdie. They aren't hitting for eagle, but they're hitting for part. Nebraska they're obviously the had fairway. quarterbacks that could hit the fairway this season. But, I mean, Iowa made it to a Big Ten championship game this year with a quarterback that hasn't hit a fairway all season. 
since he came in. Not the right fairway. But you do enough. You have a great defensive line, a great front seven, a, a good enough offensive line. It can hide some of the deficiencies of that quarterback spot. I'm not saying that Nebraska should continue trying to run an offense with a subpar quarterback like Iowa has tried to do in recent years. But it is sometimes the easier fix, as Matt Rule got into, we'll get into this here in a second, than, than maybe paying $1.5 or $2 million for a, a one-year rental at the quarterback spot. Maybe just investing in the offense line is a better way to go. Husker fans won't want to hear it because that insinuates a longer build. It takes time to develop those guys along the lines of scrimmage. But you look three, four down, years down the road, these guys could be the guys that are potentially leading you to a 10-2 type season, even if they don't have a quarterback. Well, and to be honest, by, by midway through a second year, uh, you're going to try and get a guy some reps in game to see if he can hang, and you'll be able to tell how he's practicing, how he's progressing. So the good news is Grant Bricks, uh, you're able to, to round out your offensive line class, super athletic, and he comes from a run-heavy offense where he's really talented at firing off the football and just mashing folks. It's going to be a transition for many to go into the Big Ten at this level of football and be adequate as a pass protector. So that's but, but on, th- on the flip side of things, one of the things that I've thought about, how many times have we heard from Charlie McBride when talking about guys making position switches on the defense? It's easier to teach a guy and start from the foundation than have to tear down just to sure, get to the foundation, bad habits. To, to break down those bad habits before you instill some good habits. That could be a net positive that, you know what, Donovan Rella, you don't have to break down any poor pass habits, pass protection habits, because he doesn't have any pass protection habits. I don't see a single pass protection highlight on his entire senior season no, highlights, his, on his entire junior film season film said, you see that end, you go kill it. Yeah, I'm not sure that that team threw the ball once last season. They didn't um, have to. They didn't have to. But, like, from uh, an offensive line coach's point of view, from Donovan Rallo's point of view, it could be seen as a positive that he never had to throw the ball in high school because guess what? You don't have any bad habits you have to break down. You can start from the foundation. Let's get into Carlon Jones and uh, Carlon Jones, a four-star defensive lineman, an interior guy that uh, is extremely quick, 6'3", 270, size, strength, agility, and uh, one of those guys that you move from the uh, probably interior defensive tackle, that three-shade, to the outside. And and he's a guy that out out of Bay City, Texas, Nebraska, identified early the rest of the world said, oh, wow, this is some senior film we like. How about you come to Columbus, son? And uh, Carlon Jones uh, posting uh, last night that his commitment is now open. And the backstory to this is, listen, he has a couple of other places he'd like to visit. Sounds like he's thinking maybe about a late signing session in February and uh, the uh, the tweet out there by Potros, Nebraska's defensive line coach, I, I think explains it all. And it wasn't directed at anybody and just reading into here. But uh, yesterday's price is not today's price. So when it comes to NIL, you wonder if uh, Jones maybe had uh, more of an NIL offer from Ohio State or was coming back to Nebraska for whatever the NIL um arrangements may have been but nebraska if you're nebraska you just you move forward right if he wants to uh keep looking and go visit a couple of more spots if he likes ohio state nebraska is not going to want to force anybody to be here and then you don't want to have to constantly re-recruit to keep somebody here you just move on really talented guy a guy you want in the class 
but you're going to have to try and make do, assuming he doesn't end up coming back to Nebraska. But I think uh, that ship may have sailed if it's Ohio State and maybe some other options. And what a, a tweet I saw last night, I can't remember who it was, but it seemed to fit my thoughts well. If for whatever reason the trade you had to make to get Grant Bricks was you let Carlon Jones walk, I think that's a trade that the Husker coaching staff and a lot of Husker fans are willing to make. If you remember back to Carlon Jones' recruitment, he was a low three-star when Nebraska found him. They were down in Texas, and it's Matt Rule's connections mm-hmm. in the state of Texas, recruiting Bryce Turner from Bay City, Texas. And they find Carlon Jones while they're down there. They're on him early. He's uh, one of those late bloomers that Matt Rule talks about. And it, it, this brings me back to a quote from a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago from Matt Rule. Uh, following Carter Nelson's visit to Notre Dame, he's kind of asked in a roundabout way. And he said... There's tier one guys and there's tier two guys. There's the tier one guys that you're going to continue to recruit whenever they look around because they're that important. And then there's the tier two guys that if they're going to look around, you know what, we'll go find space for somebody else because we want somebody who wants to be here. And if you want to shop around, it's not worth our time. Carlon Jones has official visits set up in the month of December. The, the, the Twitter sleuths have gone through his Twitter likes and it seems like there was an element of he was unsure about playing time at Nebraska with the, the freshman Cameron Linhart. Prince Will getting playtime this year. Ty Van Robinson Poppel. coming back. Van Poppel there was concerned about the playtime. Was concerned about the NIL factor. Sounds like maybe he could make some more money elsewhere. And then he goes and starts shopping around. And Nebraska, I think, considered him a Tier 2 guy. They found him early on. They, they took a, a chance on him early. But you know what? If you're not all in on Nebraska, feel free. Go, go sure. shop somewhere else. If you want and, to go to Ohio that's... State, that, that's fair enough. Because it was a guy that Nebraska unearthed. And I think there's a little bit of a, a backhanded slap in the face that Nebraska feels. Maybe not outwardly. I think inwardly, there's got to be a little slap in the face. Hey, we found you. We're the one who put you on the map here. We gave you the offer. You, you were a low three-star whenever we found you. And now that you've made your rise through the senior year, which we expected you to do, you're going to go shop elsewhere. You know what? You, you go shop elsewhere. We'll find somebody else that wants to be here. That's the feel I get from this Carlon Jones. It stings a little bit, but I think Nebraska trusts what they currently have in that defensive line room, A. And B, I think they trust their eye for talent that, hey, we found a late bloomer in you, Carlon Jones. We'll go find another late bloomer that, that nobody else is talking about, and we'll get him before the signing day. No, Nebraska has done a, a nice job of evaluation and then getting those young guys ready. And I didn't think you and I'd be having a, a near-December conversation about a guy worried about playing time, possibly, uh, at Nebraska versus Ohio State huh. <laughs> on the defensive line. And I don't know well, that it'll be any better at Ohio State or wherever he ends up. Well, if, you, if you're worried about the playing time at Nebraska, I, I can understand why a kid says, well, I got the same concern at Ohio State, but they're offering me more money. And look at the guys that they've put in the NFL sure. recently. They're playing for a Big Ten title in late November, our chance to go every single year. I Playoff mean, contention? No, I, I get I, it. I don't, I don't fault a kid for saying Ohio State's in on me. I'm going to go check it out. And I don't fault Nebraska for saying, hey, we were in on you first, and if you don't want to be here, if you're not interested in us, you want to go shop around, feel free. Go do that, but just not while you're committed to Prettier us. Prettier girl right now. Uh, Tad checks in. Hope you guys have been getting my text. Uh, we don't have a text line, Tad, unfortunately, but here's a great way to stay in touch with us on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Uh, great year with the uh, talent coach uh, was given, but now it's time to build and don't start with the passing game. Start with learning how to run the ball like Michigan. We hear from Tad from time to time on the phone line. Uh, Anonymous checks in. We'll get to more of your stream comments as well as the show progresses. We'll hear from Matt Rule around 440 or so. So Anonymous says, so apparently it takes $1.5 to $2 million to get a good quarterback out of the portal. So I assume someone will get Jeff Sims for a bag of Skittles and a six-pack of Natty. Anonymous, wow. 
Uh, I don't have the exact figure that uh, well, that Sims got. Well, I know there was endorsement deals, but that that is a sticking point. And, and it's the world you live in right now, Elijah, where there are a lot of programs, a handful of them, that are going to spend to get. You got to be able to get that guy to campus, uh, hope that he is – uh, as talented, let's let's use Quinn Ewers as the first million dollar guy, right for for NIL. Goes to Ohio State because he couldn't take the money in Texas. Transfers back to Texas. Texas uh, knocking on the playoff door, and uh, that's just what it is. And there's a lot of coaches privately that are probably just sick about this. And uh, what do you do? I mean, do you? Roll the dice and spend a lot in the portal, or do you try and see what you got and get what you got better? Well, noted Nebraska hater Bud Elliott from 24-7 and CBS. We spent some time talking about it this week, or him this week. He said maybe that's what it costs to get a quarterback to say yes to play uh, in Nebraska's offense. Wow. Mike Babcock's on the way.